Sleepy Creepy Joe reminds us that we're all racist. Again, the ineffectiveness and the policies of the Biden administration is causing prices to rise everywhere now in every aspect of our life. And it couldn't have happened to a more deserving country. This is Gene. You're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Oh my gosh, so much news, so little time. So let's get to it, uh, especially since I'm not going to be doing a podcast tomorrow because I'm going to be with the love of my life, or at least that's what I tell her. My fiance, she's off tomorrow. So anyway, let's let's get to it. Uh, some fun stuff today. So the Tulsa race riots were the wo- worst race riots in American history. They happened between May 31st and June tw- uh, uh, 1st, 1921. So the riots resulted in about somewhere between 39 and 300 deaths, 800 injuries, 35 blocks were burned down in the black district of uh, Greenwood in Tulsa. Uh, Also, 400 blacks were illegally stuck in internment camps. So it was a pretty terrible thing. It was really bad. So a lot of people don't know about the history, which I think is not good. I think we should know the history of really bad incidences in our really bad we should know about the really bad incidents in our history and this is this really was one of them and it showed the horror of Jim Crow I think one of the reasons why it was ignored is because it was in the middle of Jim Crow and it was basically expected and I'll even point that out as we talk about what actually happened back then that caused two days and 35 blocks of a neighborhood just to be absolutely destroyed in the internment of blacks. I think it's important to do this. So here's the story. A 19-year-old black man named uh, Dick Rowland got on an elevator with a 17-year-old white girl named Sarah Page. Now, it's not known if they knew each other. Uh, it's even suspected they might have had a romantic relationship. There's not a lot known about what actually happened. But the reason Roland got into the elevator was because he needed to go. It was a some sort of department store or something. He needed to go to the top floor so he could use the blacks only restroom, or in this case, what's stated in uh, in, in every other history is the colored restroom. So now no one knows what happened, but apparently in the elevator itself. But apparently someone had heard Paige, the girl, scream. When they now, a lot of folks thinks it could think it could be something as simple as they were messing around in the elevator. Uh, there was one report that Roland had actually tripped and grabbed the arm of Paige. As a matter of fact, Paige said that in her police report that she did not initiate; <coughs> that she was actually. He actually just grabbed her arm, and that's all it was. But whatever, not a big deal. When the elevator opened, Roland ran out of the elevator. Who knows why? And the gentleman who had actually watched it called the police because he had thought that, and he was white, of course, he had thought that 
Roland had sexually assaulted this woman. The sheriff came. Roland, who was afraid of being accused because he's a black guy and that's what happened, went to the Greenwood district in Tulsa to stay with his grandmother and kind of hide out because he didn't want to deal with the police. Well, the they interviewed Paige and Paige said, no, nothing really happened. She never filed a report. She never wanted to prosecute. She said that he had grabbed her arm, but it wasn't, you know, an assault or anything. But a mob was created anyway. And when the mob found out that Roland was actually in Greenwood, the sheriff and the mob went to Greenwood. The sheriff arrested Roland at his grandmother's house and brought him to the jails. Now, no one's really sure what he, what was going to happen. The, the, I don't think the sheriff really knew what he was going to do with him. But they ended up he ended up in the jail but the mob they wanted blood now you got to understand something there was a lot of race problems in in uh, Tulsa at the time a lot of race problems there was relocating of the american indians this caused problems there was a heavy segregation jim crow blacks were never given a chance over there the mob wanted roland lynched they wanted him they wanted to take him outside and they wanted to kill him but the sheriff did convince the mob you know leave him alone this has nothing to do with the legal the legal system will take care of him which i'm not exactly sure what the legal system was going to do outside of just let the guy go and i think that's a lot of people think that's what the sheriff wanted to do is let him go there's still some real confusing like for example we don't know if dick rollins survived this whole thing we have absolutely no idea uh i i got the history from youtube i did know of the story but i didn't know all of the details well the mobs left the uh the mobs left the the jails jails and they started rioting uh and they rioted I mean, we're talking, these guys actually had planes. They were dropping incendiary devices from private planes to burn down this area. It was an absolutely terrible, absolutely terrible event. Um, this event was never really taught in schools. I only heard it once in school. I'm not exactly sure why... I'm not exactly sure why it's not taught in schools. You'd think it would be. I mean, they do teach the about the L.A. riots. But it's good to know that at least we're talking about it today. So Joe Biden decided to go to Tulsa to, quote, celebrate the 100-year anniversary of this riot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and to sell his plan to spend more money on small businesses. We'll get to that in a few minutes. So Biden's speech. Now, I'm not going to go into a lot of Biden's speech. Uh, the good news with Biden is he's so, you know, old and just mentally incapable of anything. He can't hold a speech for very long. Uh, he, it was, But, hey, it is what it is. So, uh, But there are some, some sound bites I do want to play here. Um, 
he did bring up a policy of helping minorities start small businesses, which, by the way, is unconstitutional. What a shock. You know, why is it Democrats, they scream racism, but then they want to implement policies which are racist. The Constitution specifically says they scream systemic racism, yet they want to implement policies that create systemic racism. I, I'm not one of these guys that believes in systemic racism. I don't believe in critical race theory. I don't believe in any of that crap. So you already know that. But it just amazes me. The first thing he did when he walked out, he started doing something really creepy again. <laughs> he stepped off the podium, approached two little girls. Of course, he touched them on the head because he always touches little girls. I don't know what that's about. Then he got up laughing, talking about getting the girls ice cream after they... It, it just... I tell you what, it's creepy. The, the thing I don't understand is he's gotten into a lot of trouble for doing creepy crap like this. When is he actually going to learn to at, knock that garbage out? Now, again, he's mentally incapacitated, so chances are he doesn't even realize he's doing it. But I, you would think somebody would say, hey, Joe, stand in front of the podium, look at the teleprompter, don't do anything. Don't move, don't walk away, don't, don't do anything. I mean, to the point where maybe have him wear some sort of metal boots and then have a magnet over there that just keeps him there. I don't know. It just seems like a thing. Then he started talking about the Tulsa riots. That was good. That's what happened. He he didn't really explain what I explained, but he, he talked about it a little bit. But he, then he started mentioning something that must never... No, I... I mean, the Tulsa riots were something that should be talked about. It shouldn't be forgotten. Uh, so I do agree with him. I thought that that incident honestly was bigger than Emmett Till's case. And yet Emmett Till's case is the one that's gone through history. Again, I think one of the reasons why the Tulsa riot race riots were never really a big thing is because it, it happened right in the middle of Jim Crow and, you know those who rule create the history and I think that's what it is. I, I I don't agree with it, but that's what it is. But then Joe started talking about race. That's when he started going off the deep end. So here, listen to this first clip. The joint session of Congress, according to the intelligence community, terrorism from white supremacy is the most lethal threat to the homeland today. Not ISIS, not Al Qaeda, white supremacists i would just say that this comment that he made was just stupid but the reality is he he is it's not stupid he's doing it on purpose it's about malice all this crap about joe biden separating or unifying the country he just keeps calling most of the country racist constantly and basically it's most of the country that didn't vote for him is who he's specifically talking about. Okay, here's the reality. White supremacy is not a huge threat. Hasn't been for a really long time. Question for you. Rhetorical, obviously, since you can't answer it. You can in the comments, but... Do you even know a white supremacist? I know racists, but they're not white supremacists. This is the narrative. He has to ignore the far-left extremism 
from Antifa and BLM. He has to hide it. Because trust me, Antifa and BLM have done more damage in the last year than white supremacists have probably done in the last 20 years. And by the way, I know the terror. there were terror attacks. January 6th, which actually had nothing to do with white supremacy. Uh, this had more to do with a bunch of kooks going in and breaking into the Capitol. It had nothing to do with white supremacy. But most of them were Trump voters, so right off the bat, that's white supremacy. And we keep hearing about Charlottesville. Charlottesville was five years ago. Five, four, five years ago. So Charlottesville is not even a thing anymore. But outside of that, can you name another white supremacist terrorist attack? We did have that mass shooting. Uh, there was a, a mass shooting where the guy was trying to kill Hispanics. But outside of that, there really isn't a lot of white supremacy out there. And of course, the uh, the crowd applauds applauds to it, which is nothing new. This is nothing more than just another selling point. It's the changing of history. He's going to ride the racist, white supremacist horse all the way to the barn. Either you're with us or you're a white supremacist. That's what it is, it's going to be. Either you follow the Ibram X. Kendi view of being an anti-racist where you support Joe Biden's policies or you're a white supremacist. It really is. It's like the emperor, you know. There is no middle ground. It's only one way or the other. I also want to point out that Biden gave a eulogy for Robert Byrd, who, was, who used to be the Senate Majority Leader. Robert Byrd, he did this while he's vice president. So this was within 10 years ago. Robert Byrd was a grand cyclops for the KKK. So I think before he talks about white supremacy... One of the things Joe Biden needs to do is be very careful because that that's stuff that is not forgotten. By the way, so did Barack Obama. He did that. So Biden, in, later in the speech, Biden announces his plan to help fund small businesses for people of color, specifically blacks. There's a good reason he believes the government should be helping blacks. And Joe explains it. Why don't you listen here? And didn't tell me if you can see what's wrong with what he's saying. The data shows young black entrepreneurs are just as capable of succeeding given the chance as white entrepreneurs are. But they don't have lawyers, they don't have, they, they, they don't have accountants, but they have great ideas. Does anyone doubt this whole nation would be better off from the investments those people make? And I promise you, that's why I set up the National Small Business Administration that's much broader is they're going to get those loans. So blacks can't get lawyers and accountants? Really? Just like they can't get IDs, huh? This is racist. And I don't know why people don't call it. Now, do I think Joe Biden is a racist? Yeah, I do. I think he is a racist. He suffers from the bigotry of low expectations, which means he thinks blacks can't take care of themselves. So I do think it's racist. I don't think he's a white supremacist, but maybe, I mean, he did do a eulogy for a grand cyclops of the KKK, so possibly he is. This gaffe, and I think that's what it was, it was a gaffe, 
was completely ignored by the media. I just want to point I just want you to think of something. What would happen if Trump actually said that? I think you know exactly what would happen. But here's a statement I wish Republicans would take to heart because this is why the left is winning. This is and they've been winning for probably the last 20 years. Listen to this. I challenge you. Find today when you turn on the stations, sit on one station for two hours, and I don't know how many commercials you'll see, lay eight to five, two to three out of five have mixed-race couples in them. That's not by accident. They're selling soap, man. (laughs) Not a joke. Remember old Pat Cadell used to say, you want to know what's happened in American culture? Watch advertising. Because they want to sell what they have. We have hope. Okay, the selling soap thing was weird, but it was kind of funny. And you can tell this guy is not in our century. He is, I mean, who says that? But his point is the culture is being taken over by the left. He's also pointing out that corporations don't really give a damn about culture or politics. They're only worried about money. Republicans are always worried about politics, but the left is worried about changing culture. And the reason? Culture is downstream of politics. The left has done a very good job of this. And they've been doing this since the 1960s is trying to change the culture. And then eventually, politics will become a thing later. And they've done a great job at it. The Republicans need to change the culture. Republicans need to to take education. They need to take the media. And And by the way, it may be too late. It may be that we have to start creating alternate forms of the economy and of the institutions. And people who believe in the same in the same things actually shop at those. For example, Daily Wire. I have a subscription to Daily Wire. Why? I believe in what they say and I go from there. But I think and I think that's where we're actually heading. I th- don't be shocked if we're going to have different banks, conservatives will have a bank account, and so will liberals have a bank account. Schools will open up that preach conservative values. All that stuff is coming. The left has taken the culture. Republicans and conservatives have just ignored it because they have the right to do it. But we've ignored it for way too long. That was a great comment outside of the selling soap thing that Biden could have made. Okay, next story. Um, Prices are going up again. Uh, President Joe Biden on Tuesday suspended oil and gas leases in Alaska's Arctic National Wildlife Refuge that were approved by the Trump administration. Now, uh, this was during the Tax Cut Act of 2017. Interior Secretary Deb Holland said, quote, the Department of the Interior 
today suspended all activities related to the implementation of the Coastal Plain Oil and Gas Leasing Program in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, pending completion of a comprehensive analysis under the National Environmental Policy Act. NEPA. Great. So here's another freaking environmental crap that we're going to have to listen to. The department is notifying leasees that it is suspending oil and gas leases in the Arctic Refuge pending the review to determine whether the leases should be affirmed, voided, or subject to additional mitigation measures. Gas prices are up 60 cents nationwide since Biden took over five months ago. In California, prices are a dollar twenty uh, higher than they were. So, what's the best thing we could do? Eliminate more oil and gas. This is a great move. Prepare for gas prices to be at six, seven dollars a gallon. California, they're already hitting five dollars a gallon. Alaska Governor Mike Dunleavy is ticked. He is ticked. The Alaska economy actually depends on the drilling. This is where a lot of their workers, one of, a lot of the reason a lot of workers went to Alaska in the first place was to get oil drilling jobs. But this order might be illegal. It might violate Section 2001 of the Tax Cuts and Job Acts. That section states the secretary shall establish and administer a competitive oil and gas program for leasing development production and transportation of oil and gas in and from the coastal plain so what that doesn't say is it gives the secretary the right to suspend them it only gives the uh, secretary the right to make sure that there is competition. Now, the reason that's a big deal is because it is a law. The president can't unilaterally change the law. He has to go through Congress to do that. That was, I tell you, that was a tricky dick that Trump did with that Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017. Because now Biden is stuck. And the reality is, they just need one court in Alaska to sit there and say, no, you, you can't do that. That's not something you can do through executive order. Because it was actually a law passed by Congress. You need to pass either pass another law f- through Congress or go through the courts and hope all the way to the Supreme Court. So I have a feeling that this ruling will be suspended. But that's not the point. That's not the point. Because he doesn't care. Joe Biden and the left doesn't care about little things like the Constitution and rule of law. They're tyrants. But so far, what's what's a kicker? He's canceled the XL pipeline. He won't allow drilling in Alaska. And he is limiting or not allowing drilling offshore, off the, in the coast. But he allowed Russia to build a pipeline between Russia and Germany. Interesting, huh? But that's not it. That's not the only area where we're going to get screwed as consumers. Russian hackers have attacked the largest beef producer immediately, cutting cutting beef production by 20%. Oh 
My God, that's huge. Hamburger, steak, any beef product, there's going to be 20% less of it. So what can you expect? 20 to 30% rise in prices. So the attack occurred on JBS. Uh, this is a Brazilian company that has the largest meat processing in the world. There are plants all over the world. Now, the plants that were hit with this Russian attack, uh, they already know we're in Australia and Canada, but they're not really sure where else this attack hit. They're still trying to figure that out. Or, they're not actually reporting it. Stocks for beef have dropped like a rock. They are expecting beef to not be bought anymore. That's how high they're expecting prices to go. So your $10 steak, probably going to be $15 a pound now. Uh, by the Biden administration, oh, by the way, beef dropped like a rock. Guess what up? What up? Pork. Pork flew up. Don't be too shocked if you hear chickens uh, go up. But I don't know. Maybe chickens will, maybe chickens won't. You know, we just talked about this, I think, last week when we talked about how, you know, they're always going to find a way to make sure we do what they want them to do. Didn't we talk about beef last week that they wanted us to stop eating beef? This is from Box. They wanted us to stop eating beef, but don't start eating chicken because it's the same problem, all for environmentalism. Does environmentalism kind of sound like, I don't know, tyranny? Well, so what it, the Biden administration was informed by the company. Uh, in a statement, the Biden administration said they were addressing the infrastructure, the network infrastructure of our country to determine how to protect it from ransomware. But that's not what Jen Psaki said. Jen Psaki said, well... Pretty much the same thing she said last time. Um, it's the problem of the private sector. It's not really a governmental problem. In other words, they've attacked our oil industry. They've attacked our electrical industry. Now they're attacking our food industry. But because those industries are private, the government doesn't have to worry about it. By the way, when they start attacking the White House and hacking the White House, are they going to worry about it then? What about defense? When they start attacking our defense... Are they going to worry about it then? I swear to God, I do not understand the concept of th this country's computer networks getting hacked by foreign by foreign actors. We are the country that invented the internet. We have the best hackers. Hackers. We have the best security personnel. And why we're not doing any, anything to go over and say, okay, well, we're going to shut down Russia until Putin does something. So... Did Putin know about this? No one knows. There's supposed to be a conference between Putin and Biden, I think, later this month. And a lot of people are saying, are you going to cancel it? Yeah, he, uh, no answer yet. No one really knows. But we don't know much about this. We just know that a hacking group from the Soviet Union, from Russia, excuse me, they're not Soviet Union anymore, but from Russia actually committed this atrocity. Well... Biden didn't want us to drive or eat meat. He, uh, him and Obama have been saying that now for since 2008. Making sure it's not affordable is a good way to do it. 
So congrats. We are getting democracied right up the butt and hard right now. I, I, you know what? Don't blame me. I voted for the other guy. All right. And in the final news, and this is breaking news, Iran is having a really bad day. So Iran's largest warship caught on fire uh, Wednesday morning. And by the way, in Iran, I don't know what the time changes, in uh, the Gulf of Oman, the ship caught fire, ended up sinking. They did rescue all of the crew members. So Iran, whose army is made up, whose navy is made up of a ship that's about half the size of one of our destroyers, just sank and a bunch of PT boats. So their navy is gone right now. That's awesome. The cause of the sinking remains a mystery. Can I let you in on something? Sure it does. Later on Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon Iranian time, well, today, a large fire erupted at an oil refinery near Tehran, which is Iran's capital. This comes two weeks after a drone factory was destroyed mysteriously. By the way, right off the bat, before we talk about this, couldn't have happened to a better country. F them. I, I, that's great. Kill their economy. Kill their military output. Destroy their navy. I wish someone had the balls just to start blowing up their little PT boats with the six uh, guard, National Guard on their ships and just kill them all. But hey, the big question is not that. The big question is, how did this all happen? And why is it happening so close together? Could it have something to do with Israel? I mean, Israel's got enough reason to be pretty ticked up of ticked off at Iran and want to hurt them badly. Iran was funding Hamas and sent who was sending missiles to shoot into their into their population. Iran gave Hamas money and missiles. They even reloaded uh, Hamas with missiles so they could keep shooting. You think Hamas has uh, a lot of missiles available? Iran's been funding Hezbollah in Lebanon, and they were shooting missiles. And the big thing, and then finally, right in the middle of the Israeli-Hamas conflict, Iran was sending armed drones into Israel. Now, luckily, one of the drones, I believe, which Hamas tried to send, but I think it was probably an Iranian drone, was shot down before they could... <laughs> they're so stupid. Was shot down before um, it could even leave the Gaza Strip, so it ended up killing a bunch of the terrorists there. And the other, uh, the other drone, which Israel did capture and confirmed was a Iranian drone, they shot down before it could do anything. I, I, I think Israel has pretty much a good reason to be pissed off at Iran right now. And I think Israel, who is technically way beyond Iran, and who is um, financially way beyond Iran, 
is is going to suffer. And I think Israel before the before and you watch it now. This is going to change. The only negative here is I think the Iran nuclear deal is going to go through again because Iran is going to need money and they're getting killed now. I mean, they're two refineries have been destroyed. They've just lost half their navy. So they're going to have to make it a deal. And right now they're they're kind of pushing Biden away. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that anymore because they're going to want another 4 or 5 billion dollars that Biden is going to give them. So we'll have to see what's going to happen. I I I I think this is going to this is going to get worse before it gets better. I really have a feeling that in the next couple of weeks we're going to see major hits on Iran and it's not going to be oh yeah, they'll be called accidents but we know what they're doing. So the only bad news is Iran is now having or Iran Israel is now having a political fight between the far right conservatives, the far right in Israel and Benjamin Netanyahu, who some consider more of a moderate even though I think he's pretty right wing. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see if the attacks continue because Netanyahu is going to want to support the right and want to get their constituents or whether they stop because they're too bu- because Netanyahu is too busy dealing with the political problems. Politics in Israel is really complicated and I'll tell you I, I cannot lie tell a lie. I don't understand it completely because a lot of their politics has been going on for a couple thousand years. But yeah, this could be really something. Uh, okay, uh, that's it. I, I actually have a ton of other stories. Again, I'm not going to be doing a podcast tomorrow, probably, because I'm going to be hanging out with uh, Josie. Um, but I've got at least four, three, yeah, at least four other stories that I really wanted to cover, but I'm already over 30 minutes. So. Okay, you can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, YouTube, and Rumble. You can visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can follow me at Twitter, at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. I am beginning to expand this podcast a little bit. I'm trying to get it into... Uh, onto social media, but I hate social media, so I'm creating all sorts of accounts. Um... I hope you guys have a great day. I'll talk to you on Friday, if not tomorrow. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.